Hello and welcome to the Independent Music Podcast, 10 of the best new songs every week, hosted by me, Anthony Chalmers, and me, Gareth May.
we go. That is brand new music from the one and only Apex Twin, T69 Collapse. And one of the main reasons I wanted to play that on the podcast, I ooed and aahed a bit because of because Apex Twin is so bloody popular. He's getting coverage everywhere. He doesn't need coverage from us. But I really like the song. And more importantly, I really, really love the video. And I wanted to show it to Gareth, who hadn't seen it before. What do you think? I enjoyed it immensely, yeah. It was one of those things that when... I, well, essentially on the Facebook page, you the other day put on facebook.com forward slash independent music podcast that, you know, oh, new Apex Twin obviously coming on the independent music podcast. I was like, right, not going to bother listening to that until <laughs> today. Because one of the things I love about uh, doing this show with you is that when we bring five tracks each every single week and just it's always a five surprising songs. Yeah, exactly. And music that we haven't heard before and maybe you haven't heard before as well. Love the discovery aspect of it. But yes, hello, welcome to this week's independent music podcast. Um yeah, did we did that Apex Twin has it got a proper release coming? Like uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an EP. Ah. Yeah, yeah, it's an EP. I don't know. I think you can even buy it now or pre-order it now. Definitely it's on Norman Boomcat Rough Trade and all the all, usual all, places. All good record buying places. Ah, well, yes. Um, one thing I'm going to bring to, right to the front is uh, another mention of our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash independent music podcast, and give a shout out to our latest, who is Johnny Rowe. Thank you so much for uh, joining us and supporting the podcast. It's funny, when I read that, I was thinking that it was Rao, but of course, it's more likely to be Rowe, isn't it? <laughs> uh, if you could clarify that, Johnny, that'd be great. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your support. And, you know, if you want to support the podcast, get bonus shows, and, you know, there was something annoying this morning that means our costs are going to go up which i'll talk to you off mic no, i but didn't even know about that yeah yeah there's a yeah the, the, all the costs are coming but what i do know is that we had our highest ever listens this week so thank you very much to each and every person that's listening um that makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, there's some exciting times coming as we head towards podcast 200 and i think we're up to like 2600 labels and artists featured on this here podcast which is crazy um but i'm going to kick off my section of this show with uh anna meredith uh, a london-based uh songwriter i love anna meredith yeah. so much yeah she's done loads of uh, amazing electronics she was one of those people who it took me a little while to get into her but then when i saw her at end of the road festival uh, two must be at least two years ago because i didn't go last year uh, two years ago she was a- absolutely blew me I away i remember seeing anna meredith at end of the road ah, i would have been there that year though right Probably, but anyway, she has a new album coming out. It's uh, with uh, the Scottish Ensemble, but it's essentially, it's a collaboration with the Scottish Ensemble and their artistic director, a guy called Jonathan Morton, who had essentially drawn parallels between Anna Meredith's um, composition and Vivaldi's, and Vivaldi's The Four Seasons especially. Well, Anna's been doing so well since her sort of underground experimental releases like Nautilus. She's all over the BBC all over the sort of classic composer sort of stuff. Just, yeah, see her all the time. So this album is essentially a... It's the Scottish Ensemble and Anna Meredith performing Vivaldi's The Four Seasons, but interspersed with uh, songs, well, new compositions that Anna's put together um, inspired by The Four Seasons. So it entwines, so it goes like one with her, one of Vivaldi's parts, one with her, one with Vivaldi, and it sort of all flows together as one huge compositional piece. Still on Moshi Moshi? Still on Moshi Moshi, and yeah, I'm going to play, I'll chat a little bit more because the project is uh, super interesting, including like there's a binaural uh, recording experience of it, which is essentially 3D uh, stereo sound, and yeah, it's super interesting. This is a track from it, it's called Winter Low Light. 
So there you have it. It's uh, Anna Meredith, uh, Winter Low Light, taken from Anno, is the name of the album. I've neglected to mention that at the start. It's released on Moshi Moshi Records on the 17th of August. And yeah, hopefully you can tell from that if you're a classical music fan or aware of Vivaldi's The Four Seasons, which is, you know, one of the most famous classical art compositions of all time. Even I know that one, and I'm a a, a total novice. Yeah, so it's definitely worth... uh, Also... I'll read this bit of the press release as well, saying the project began as an immersive 360-degree live experience um, because of the recording process, which was using a binaural recording head, which essentially means it would... essentially just means it's a 3D sound. Doesn't it mean it's like a different track for each side as well? Yeah, essentially it's this like... Special headset that you have, and it's like, yeah, the the microphone's in the ears sort of thing. That is exactly... That is... Probably as correct as we will manage, but yeah, essentially <laughs> that is what we're going for. So it's one of those things where it'll be a, a bizarre, interesting listening experience, not unlike the Independent Music Podcast. <laughs> but, you know, it's um, one I would love to go in, out and see live, that sort of artistic uh, interpretation of it. But yeah, 17th of August is when it's out. It's out on vinyl and CD, digital, all the, all the usual things. And yeah, cannot wait to sit in my living room and put that entire record on with like a bottle of wine and just like enjoy myself. Yeah, as a promoter, I, I have Anna down as sort of like one that got away. Like I spoke to her quite a bit um, when her first EPs were coming out and I thought she was absolutely amazing and I wanted to book her for a show and she just got a new management and Moshi Moshi and blah, blah, blah. We spoke of it and this ended up working with other people and that ship has long since sailed now and yeah. I wish it was me. You're all right, mate. You're doing okay for <laughs> Someone yourself. who I am promoting, though, is the brilliant Beautify Junkyards from Lisbon. Um, uh, they are released on Ghostbox Recordings, uh, a great label that I heard first from Gareth. Hello. Um, <laughs> based um, up in Yorkshire somewhere? No, Ghostbox is a London label. Is um, it? I'm no, 100%, it's not. 100% certain it 100% is. not. Ooh. Jim has to get the train down. I'm paying for his train. Hmm. No, it does say here it was established in London. Yeah. Oh man, if I'm if I'm paying paying him this money for the trains, <laughs> cheeky bugger. Well, Ghostbox is one of those labels that I've liked for a long time, sort of associated with broadcast and those sort of, that sort of. I'm going to just call it witchy electronic music. That's sort of folk yeah. tale. Cavern stuff. of Antimatter. It's definitely something we played here on the pod. Are they on the? Oh, I think they might have done a seven inch uh, through Ghostbox, but you know, Belby Polly Focus Group are the sort of the big the big acts on that label. Certainly. Focus Group is um, a project of. Julian House, who's the co-owner of the label. But yeah, so one I've been a long-term fan of, uh, Pie Corner Audio, of, of course, course yeah. mentioned yeah. regularly on this podcast, is a, a stable mate of that label as well. Yeah, so I want to so Beautify Junkyards, our Portuguese band on this great uh, UK label, and I'm going to play you this song from it. It's also exactly some really nice bit of psychedelic folk, and I'll tell you um, how they ended up on the label. Thank you. 
There it is. Aquarius, the name of the song. Beautify Junkyards is the name of the band. The Invisible World of Beautify Junkyards is the name of their new album. It's out now. Um, Via Ghostbox Records. Yeah, so basically I have gotten books for this show in October in, uh, in London, uh, but I had a show in a different gig on Wednesday in London, and um, this guy comes up to me and says hello, and he says that he's here on holiday with his wife in London, and that he's from Beautify Junkyards. And he wanted to say hello and to come to the gig. And I ended up uh, spending a good couple of hours like, having, a, having a few drinks and a, a chat with him. And I asked, um, how, how, did he end, how did he end up on Ghostbox? Because they're pretty, you know, British-centric sort of label, would you say? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Like, they're artists doing this. They're sort of, their whole look has got this sort of, like, British eccentricity sort of thing to it. English paganism, <laughs> electronic music. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, how did it happen? He said that he was reading an interview with um, Jim, one half of the uh, uh, of the label. And it said then in the interview, Jim was like, yep, yeah, we don't really get submissions. He said, like, we're quite a, a closed sort of family. You know, we release our own music, like the focus group, and also, like, our friends' uh, bands and yep. very specific stuff. And so he thought he sort of took this on as a challenge. And he was like, he got his email and he emailed him. He's like, I've just read your interview that you don't get submissions. So I'm sending you a submission. Here's our album. And he, here's, this is their previous album from 2016. And he was like, yep, uh, this absolutely brilliant. I love it. Do you want to do a single? And it moved on from them. So, uh, you know, just sending your stuff to labels. It works occasionally. Yeah, I mean, looking at the track listing, a uh, track like Sybil's Dream is like just screams like... Golden apples of the sun. Yeah, yeah. This all screams like sort of. I'm going to call it witch folk. Um, <laughs> is, is my choice, is my label for this type of music. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's. It might sound like I'm taking the piss, but it's a big compliment. Yeah, definitely a, a label that you've shown me a lot of stuff on over yeah. the years. One of those ones. They uh, so in in many record collectors' lives, that sort of. I'm going to collect everything from this label, and Ghostbox was one of those labels. Trunk at was one definitely point. one that you used to buy, right? Yeah, I don't do either. And Finders Keepers, those three, all fairly similar, uh, in uh, all fairly similar, and also very different in their own way. Um, but definitely ones of those at one point. Definitely think all any... labels that appeal to record collectors, I would say for sure. Um, I'm going to play something from a Greek label called Shango Records. They're a label we played once before back in April. We played. And Ricardo Coco, who's a Japanese producer back then. Uh, this is from a Mexican producer called Olin Zetek Nahuali. Uh, that's apologies for the mispronunciation. Uh, it goes under the moniker of Inti Nahual, um, which is easier to pronounce. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Shango Records, Greek electronic uh, digital label, mostly digital and cassettes, I think. And they put out you know music from all over the world. Like I say, Japanese producer. This one's a Mexican producer. And the little scribbled notes I made whilst listening to the, this track were was super unusual tribal panpipe Aztec music. So that can probably go one of two ways, and uh, <laughs> we'll see which way it goes. Uh, this is uh, Inti Nahua, and it's called Tierra Maya. <laughs>
enjoyed that uh, very very much. Yeah, so hopefully that description uh, fits it right. It's the sounds of Inti Nahual, uh, Tierra Maya is the name of the track. It's uh, from the EP called uh, Tlalolin, uh, which is obviously mispronounced out on Shanga Records, shangarecords.bandcamp.com if you want to check it out. Not a huge amount more could find out about this chap, a uh, Mexican producer, uh, Olin Zhutek Nahuali. It seems like it's his first release. It may or may not be. He's uh, been touring around Europe and uh, Africa recently. And yeah, no doubt we'll come over this, these ways soon enough. Nice. I want to play you like a one and a half minute slice of uh, garage rock. Um, you might have heard of a songwriter called Dan Hayward. He was his sort of band slash solo project was called Dan Hayward's New Hawks. I booked him a gig at I think it was at Cafe Otto many many years ago. Anyway, it's been a long time. Anyway, he dropped me a line saying he's got this new group called Pill Fangs that's a, sort of doing a bit more of a, a rocky side, but also with his distinctive vocal style and great uh, songwriting. Uh, and I like it. So you think this is Bison Grass? I've been focused seven long years. <laughs> Race that stays with the bison grace Five students of humanity For talents such as thee I took to folk cause I don't do soul Or anything approximate to rock and roll I've been focusing on you Being sold I took my latest chance And as my job with a bit of death once Short and sweet, Bison Grass by Pill Fang. Um, yeah, I haven't heard of uh, what Dan's done in a while, but I thought that was kind of short, fun, and rocking and all right. <laughs> what were those words that you short, just Short, fun, rocking, all right. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you were going with that. When did you say you put him on last part? Ten years ago. Ah, so. As a, as a, as a segue. It's not fresh in the memory. Yeah, as a segue, there's a, I'm going to play something from a label called A Future Without Records. Uh, that's a record label we have played before. How long ago, what podcast number do you reckon we last played A Future Without on? 28. Oh, fuck. It was, no, 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 I never swear, 27. Oh, 27. Oh, oh so close. 15th of November. Considering 20... that I was a completely random guess. Yeah, that is unbelievable. Uh, 15th is unbelievable, but still wrong. Um, 15th of November, 2010, Independent Music Podcast, number 27, we played uh, Effigy by Babi Yaga. Uh, this is way before you became Babi, Mr. Babi Yaga's hut as well. Um, but essentially a future without record label that's been going for 11 years now. And uh, to celebrate their 11th birthday, which is um, uh, 
an interesting one to celebrate. They obviously forgot about number 10. It's two cassettes, uh, lots of uh, music from the history of uh, their label. It's uh, If You Don't Know Future Without and... Why would you? Because we haven't played them for eight years on this podcast. Uh, They are a Bristol label, Bristol UK label, do a lot of interesting electronic and also guitar music as well. Uh, These cassettes, they come in like, they're really beautifully put. They each have a unique photo that's then had a typewriter type out the track listing on the back of them. And then there's like a hand stamped wooden spine to it. It's a really unusual. You'll have to just have a look at the picture on the thing. But anyway, uh, loads of uh, old and new tracks on here. I'm going to play this one, which is uh, it's uh, by a, a collaboration called Swabi Ma, which is a collaboration of uh, the two guys who run the label, who are Will Plowman and Ross Tones. Ross Tones are better known as Throwing Snow, uh, which is his solo moniker. So yeah, playing a show for me next month. Is that correct? Yeah, supporting rival consoles at the soon-to-be-sold-out. Hackney Arts Centre show. So if you're a London listener and want to go to that show, go buy that ticket now. Uh, But yeah, so this is a project by them called Swabi Ma, and it's called Treble Zero.
another great track, guys. Another, see? Just same as every week on the podcast, right? I'm just like I'm especially it. liking your sort of uh, left field electronic tunes this week. Mm, well, it's actually it's funny because I was uh, coming across quite a lot of uh, interesting electronic music, and so I, I made a extra effort to find more non interesting electronic music. Yeah, well, we, uh, we definitely want to represent everything. And that's the comments I get from people when they come up to me and talk about the podcast. It's like you know you get some metal and some folk and some techno. <laughs> Yeah, so but then I just kept discovering more great electronic music. Uh, certainly, that Anna Meredith track, I discovered that, which is, you know, undoubtedly electronic and uh, but uh, but classical electronic, classic electronic. I have classical got and electronic. Don't worry, I have got some like sort of Greg guitar stuff coming up later on in What's the show. What's the word you said there? Greg. Tureg. 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 Okay. Tureg. I thought you said. I thought you said like a Greg. like Tony the Tiger. Like we got some great <laughs> guitar music coming later. <laughs> Tureg, I see. That's an excellent the, breakfast cereal the, reference. The, the nomadic peoples of the Sahara. Yes. Yeah. Tureg. Greg. Yeah. Greg. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, Swabi Mar, it's the project of uh, Will Plowman and Ross Tones, aka Throwing Snow. Uh, yeah, uh, on AFW 100, uh, 100 years, 11 years, uh, which is on, which is a Future Without Records as compilation to celebrate 11 years of the label. And hopefully it will take fewer than 100 and what, 65 podcasts to Before get them back them on the again. show. Um, was it last week's podcast that we mentioned Daniel Brandt? Yes. That's what I thought it was. But I mentioned last week's podcast when you were playing um, Mr. Brower. Um, it was Frick. Was Paul, it Frick? Paul Frick. <laughs> it was Paul Frick. I to remember which one. Where's of the, the record Brower? One of the Brant Brower Fricks that it is. Um, I mentioned that I'd heard this record from Daniel Brant like a, a year ago. It had been sent to me by the label. Thought it was brilliant. But where was the release? And then just two days later or something, it was announced. The new record by Daniel Brant released on October the 12th on Erase Tapes. And this is the first single from it. Hang on. Do you think they were just trying to get, I don't know, they were ho- wanting to get the sort of the excitement to a fever pitch before they announced it? And that you mentioning it on this podcast was, was the, the thing. Point. Was, was <laughs> Finally, someone has mentioned that this thing exists. Let's announce. Let's, let's capitalize on this excitement. Let's say yes. Yes, I think so. <laughs> this is called Flamingo.
there it is, the excellent Flamingo by Daniel Brandt. If you're a fan of Brandt Browfrick, you can definitely hear it in there. Yeah, certainly if you're a fan of the Brandt Browfrick ensemble record they did, Mr. Machine, that's uh, that's, the that's the one I'm thinking like of. That's what I'm thinking of exactly. It's um, yeah, that was great. Favorite track of the week so far, and this week has been strong. Ah, thank you very much. And that's as I said, coming out on Erase Tapes in October. Oh, I want that. I want that right now. Uh, he did have another record, I think, which was also on Erase Tapes, because after you mentioned it, I did then go and have a look, and I did see that he had a record, but it had come out before the time period you were speaking of. Uh, so, yeah, so... Uh, I saw him play a gig at Village Underground. Um, who else was playing that day? I can't remember. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, a very good live show, too. Anyway, yeah, so next week, uh, the record from Brower, no doubt. <laughs> whatever, whatever he's done. <laughs> Whatever he's been up to while the other two have been making music, I'll I'll go and find that. Gardening. For next week. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just retired. Uh, Marvel Rockets. I reckon he's done something great. Anyway, uh, I'm going to play some great uh, guitar music from Africa. Uh, this is <laughs> from a group called Etran Delaire. It's um, from a record called Number One, out now via Sahel Sounds, a wonderful American label. Oh, I love Sahel Sounds. Yeah, it plays it. So Etran Delaire, uh, they're like a family collective um, formed back in 1995, um, but this is actually their first record. It says here as well that uh, this session, so this record, it was recorded live outside of their family compound in the outskirts of Agadets. Uh, the impromptu performance drew the entire neighbourhood out of their houses, eliciting the audible clapping, shouting and ululation. I think that's meant to say adulation. Uh, it is here as it was played, outside, with all the enthusiasm and passion of an evening at the end of the raining season one day in Agadets. Um, which is in Niger, uh, or Niger, whichever way you pronounce that. But so, going to play uh, this track from the record, it's called Agrim Agadet.
sounds like a good party in um, Agadez. It certainly does, doesn't it? It's, uh, the track sounds of Vetran de la uh, Grim Agadez is uh, the name of the track. It's uh, from the album called Number One, which is out now, which presumably refers to the album Number One, uh, even though they've been going since like 1995. I hope it's not their first album. It is, oh, apparently. Right. But, um, you know, they've obviously been playing and as with a lot of people in that sort of Saharan belt, they've they just play weddings exactly. and parties. Exactly, never and done a full album like that. Yeah, I'm going to also read this bit from the press release. The name Etrend de l'Air translates to, quote, the stars of the air, the mountainous region of northern Niger. They are based in the town of Agadets, an urban centre renowned for the electric guitar and the western-named Desert Blues. In, yeah, that seems like quite cutting, doesn't it? Uh, in the Sahara, this electric guitar genre is entwined with uh, social function. It's a lucrative commerce, and gigging bands make their living in living in weddings, baptisms, and political events. So yeah, Trandela is one of Agadets' longest playing groups on the circuit, yet they are also a band that has remained on the fringes, stars of the Agadets' working class. I was saying, um, sort of while the song was on, that I was watching the recent excellent three-part BBC series, which focused on the music of South Africa, Nigeria, and Mali. And um, in the Mali one, I can't remember which artist it was, but uh, the host of the of the of the show was interviewing a desert blues sort of artist, like a with that distinctive uh, picked guitar sort of sound. And she was like, "What sort of what was the kind of music that inspired you?" For this, and they were, he was saying that um, they all love Dire Straits, and the interviewer was like pretty incredulous, like Dire Straits, really? That's your inspiration? He's like, oh yes, it's like one of the most influential bands in the whole region, and um, and I think that's just really funny because Dire Straits are sort of incredibly popular and critically maligned, and I'm quite fond of Dire Straits, so are you? Yes. Dire Straits, well, those ones I've never really... Sort of ones I've probably heard, but never really... My cousin Victor, who's unfortunately not with us anymore, uh, was a very, very specific man who... He was a book writer, and like he liked to eat the same thing every day. He was very strict routine, and Dire Straits was his favourite band, and he more or less only listened to Dire Straits his entire life. And he was uh, one of my closest friends, and uh, I listened, as a result, with him to a lot of Dire Straits. And <laughs> good band. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Um, and their yeah, own. I think, uh, of course, not all their stuff's amazing, but definitely uh, a lot better. It's the same about Pink Floyd or something, isn't it? Like you see everyone like turning up their nose at all this stuff, you know, but all across the world, lots of these artists, and I bet some of these ones are like in Nigeria, big fans of Pink Floyd, I bet. Um, okay, something uh, brand new music from Disrupt. That's Jan, he's the owner of Dis- uh, Jatari Records amazing Leipzig-based record label that we've played on the podcast many times before. This, however, is a bit of a... a bit of a little sort of a... What's the word I'm looking for? A bit of a left-field turn from him. It's certainly, yeah, what I heard a little bit before uh, we started recording, and it's certainly not digi-dub in the traditional sense that you'd expect Jatari to have, even though the album's called Omega Station, which is a... Uh, a, a tune from him. <laughs> that's incredibly dubby. But uh, definitely uh, a lot of Jan's work has definitely had a sort of science fiction feeling to it. Um, and I'll just read about a bit of the press release here. It says, highly immersive sci-fi adventure album about the oscillating wonder and terror of the unknown space as you follow the drama of the doomed outpost Omega Station to its heart-stopping conclusion. Uh, it's going to be released on Jatari Records out soon. And this is it's just got the whole album on the SoundCloud here, so I'm just going to sort of give you one of the tunes.
That is a few minutes of the album Omega Station by Jatari, by, uh, sorry, by uh, Disrupt on Jatari Records. Observation Deck is the name of that part of it. And uh, yeah, if you want to really jump into the full, to the full story to, to get to know it, that is going to be out soon. Doesn't seem to have a release date here. No, it's, uh, it's been teasing it on, it's been teasing it on uh, his Instagram for ages as well. So it's like I presumably it just doesn't have an actual release date yet. He's just waiting for the pressings or something like that. Chitauri t- stuff doesn't really tend to have like the traditional three-month release yeah. promo thing going on for it. Um, 14 yeah. minutes, the lab incident. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to listening to the whole thing as well. And Chitauri, obviously, one label that we really, really, really love here on the podcast. Anything else you got to say about that? That's all. Then I can just... It looks let- like Jürgen Klopp. He does look like Jurgen Klopp, that is tr- correct. Uh, but no, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, it's uh, been a really weird, wonderful few weeks, actually, for us. It's uh, been a lot of fun, and uh, our listeners, uh, we had our best month ever last month, like, by a long way, and we've had a big surge of people, certainly from uh, the US and Germany, so thanks, uh, you guys, uh, for coming and supporting us and listening. If you would like to support us financially, patreon.com forward slash independent music podcast is where you can do that. Uh, if you can want to submit music to us, facebook.com forward slash independent music podcast. If you want to do pretty much anything else, independentmusicpodcast.net is the place to go if you want to listen to old episodes. Subscribe, rate, all the other things on yeah. iTunes and wherever you get podcasts. I listen to my podcasts on Podcast Republic, which isn't the most popular of ones, and it doesn't seem that we've got any reviews on there. So if anyone uses Podcast Republic like me, it would make me very happy to Put some five stars. Yeah, a nice little five star would be lovely. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. what are you closing with? I am going to close with uh, it's this. It's a track from a German, a Berlin producer called Enzo Elia. It's a uh, from a, it's a 12-inch. That's like a promotional 12-inch for his forthcoming album, which is called Elias Paletti. It's out on a label we haven't played before called Black Pearl Records, uh, also German. And yeah, this is the track. It's called Don't Let It Go. Thanks for listening.
Bye.